This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area, it's THN, it's cover to cover, and it's Saturday, July 31st, the final day of July, and my name is Matt Bum. My name is the Internet's Joe Patrick, I'm your second head this week, and we've got, before we begin, we've got a question from the crowd, Matt, what's that Hulk with the silver hand sitting next to you? Uh, it's not silver. Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of silver. They're kind of silver. He's got yeah, silver. Yeah, it's just like a Japanese, super deformed, uh, fun little Hulk thing. He, he looks like he's, he's been fun. huffing that shit that the Mezco put, or no, Funko that the guys uh, that the guys at uh, from Fury Road huff. Yeah, kind of. You know, they're shiny and chrome. Yeah, die, shiny they live, chrome. they live, a, they die, they live again. A really cool Skeletor too. Isn't that fun? All right, here's how covered. Oh, that is fun. Here's how it works every Saturday morning at 11 Central Time. Sometimes it's daylight savings time, sometimes it's not. Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and Zoom to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with you, our listeners. This is a live show and we need you to play along. So jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on the Facebook. I buried a little bit so jerks can't find it. You can call us at 402-819-4894. Or you can click our Facebook Call Now button. It's right there on our Facebook page where we host this video and our live chat that you can jump into if you just want to chat. That's fine, too. If you can't call in live on Saturdays, you can still be a part of this show. It's not hard. It isn't hard. Call that phone number and leave a damn message. Or you could send an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. It can be about any of the stuff we're following, anything you read, anything you're feeling. You know, just keep it nerd-related. That's all I ask. I'm not here to counsel anybody, okay? Not a character. You know what? I this is. I feel like we can talk about whatever. But this is a safe space. We get into it. We can talk about the toothless people in front of Peco. Hey, you know who sent in a you? You know who called a voicemail or sent an MP3 when they couldn't uh, when they couldn't be live? Frank Cirillo. That's who. That's it. That's right. And we'll get to him in a little bit here. But before we do get to Frank. We like to revisit some of the week's nerdy headlines and opine a bit on them. And if you choose to opine with us, you are welcome to do so. Joe Patrick, hit these. If shirts. this intro is not commensurate with your energy level, I will be pissed and I will quit this show. Hit these jerks with some nerd news. God damn it, Matt! See, nobody tells me what to do. All right. <laughs> nerd <laughs> news. Right. First up, right off the bat. There's a brand new Shang-Chi trailer, and according to Matt, it's got serious abs. It's got serious abs. He's ripped. I mean, Shang-Chi doesn't have a shirt on. Aquafina makes a joke about it. Yeah. He's fighting. What do you want? He's ripped. The guy up. doesn't want to tear his shirt. Um, it, it it's a it's a good trailer. Yeah. It's a very good trailer. Okay. Uh, I am I am more convinced than ever that that dragon is Fin Fang Foom. I'm fully convinced that dragon is Fin Fang Foom. There's also a scene where they're all standing, you know, uh, probably at dad's hideout or whatever. And there's sure. a group of people. Shang-Chi is there. And even the end, they say Marvel's Shang-Chi or whatever. They do. So they say right Marvel's Shang-Chi. And there's a dude with one, with one hand. It's razor fist. Is it razor fist or yes. Is it- he's only got one razor fist and the razor retracts. They show it springing out of his stump in the trailer. Is it the same dude? 
It's the same dude. Yeah. Okay, because some other people are. I like, mean, is I that- doubt there's more than one one-handed dude in the Shang Chi movie. No, there isn't. But in Iron Fist, there was the one-handed dude that could summon the Iron Fist, where he lost his hand. Yeah, no, it's Davos, Razor Fist. Remember that? It's dude? Ra- Occam's Razor, pal. It's the simplest explanation. Probably. Probably. It's it's uh yeah no it's Razor Fist. Um, uh, that's what I that's the thing I noticed in this second trailer is one the razor springs out of his forearm like Wolverine's claws, which, makes which is sense. weird. Because if you're Razor Fist, it, you're not going to bed with that thing sticking out. It, it makes sense <laughs> if the if the blade collapses, right. but if the blade yeah. is one long blade, then you've got a Ryan Reynolds in X Men yes. Origins Wolverine situation. With swords that are impossibly long. (laughs) Like six foot long swords running up the length of your arm. Yeah. Um, Also, he only has one razor fist, which uh, caused me to declare them cowards uh, on our Facebook fan page. Does razor fist have two razor fists? Razor fist has two sword and they don't retract either. Razor fist in the comics is rocking it for real. He's got two razor fists. And he's got to have some sort of assistant or a or a really yeah. great bidet. Because like Razor Fist is differently abled, if you will. <laughs> I guess. He's de- yeah, he's definitely differently abled. All <laughs> You're right. too nice. Right. Too much. Too much. Your tune life in later is for different. <laughs> okay. Tune in later for our Razor Fist cast. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, a, a first trailer for a new Star Trek animated series called Star Trek Prodigy. It's uh, obviously it's uh, an all ages show. It's animated. Yep. Um, I guess it's not obvious. We got adult cartoons, but it's Star Trek. Yeah. Um, um, and it's very CG, like how Nickelodeon is working uh, on this. Kind of, yeah, right. It's it's kind of, I it's mean, a, but like it, not in an annoying way. You no, know, no, no. It's kind it's of like soft, in a Pixar way. Yeah, that's soft CG, which yeah. is like what, mo- like, I mean, not uh, like, bad Not batch. like Reboot was CG in the No, 90s. no. But nothing is like that anymore, Joe. <laughs> I know. Good Lord. Or <laughs> Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, come on. Settle down. Uh, <laughs> God. Ugh. I couldn't stand those shows. Um, the trailer is good. It's it looks a good, really good. trailer. And it's about a group of, it's a ragtag group of people that find an abandoned starship in a Federation starship in the Delta Quadrant, which is where Star Trek Voyager took place. And in fact, it features the return of Kate Mulgrew as a hologram of Captain Janeway, kind of like the doctor was a hologram. So fun. That is so Uh, fun. I'm excited. It looks really good. Some people need to realize like, look this is a kid's show for kids because kids can enjoy Star Trek too. And if we all yes. just have to be adults enjoying it, then sooner or later we get old and die and Star Trek doesn't have fans anymore. So yes, like very much like comic books settle uh, down. Okay. No, it's true. I mean, I didn't really see anybody complaining about it, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. Uh, we, Oh, also Jason Manzoukas, uh, plays the Tellarite, uh, crew member. And that's wonderful. Cause I yeah. love Jason Manzoukas. Well, and I just love that Jason Manzoukas is like go-to weirdo voice in every cartoon. Sure. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy, he's the guy that, yeah, right. Like he's the guy that replaced TJ Miller and all that weirdo voice work yeah. when TJ Miller was added as a sex pest. Yeah. Uh, Yes. I saw that. Pest. I saw that online. I was like, Oh, that's great. I'm yeah, stealing that. That's good. Um, but uh, yeah, like he's the new Mucinex uh, uh, snot guy, you know, it's like, oh, great. Yeah. Jason Menzikas, give him all the work. Yeah. Um, we got our first official look at uh, the Hawkeye series. It's it was Hawkeye and Kate, uh, you know, in uh, not, not just set photos is what I mean. So right. it was a real first look running around. Uh, we also doing stuff. Well, they were just kind of standing in a room, but yeah. Uh, and we also got a release date, November 24th. Some people are confused. Uh, saying that uh, it, it seemed that 
it was announced that Ms. Marvel would be first, but we're getting Hawkeye news first. And so there's some confusion about that. Some people say that the reason we haven't seen much about Ms. Marvel is because they're finishing. It's more effects heavy. And so they're working on effects. I mean, stuff. Hawkeye doesn't stretch his limbs. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, he doesn't embiggen or anything. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, I'm just glad that he got rid of that stupid ass endgame haircut. I am sorry, oh. uh, Patrick Gautier. That was a bad it was haircut. So bad, bad haircut. It was bro. so bad. Yeah, he was uh, so bad. Now, I am continuing. And I'm not saying there's anything that leaks anything here. We saw a lot of pictures of Kate dressed up. And they're like, Kate, 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 go, Kate. She's Kate. She's your new Hawkeye. She's awesome. Yeah, she looked just like Kate Bishop. Yeah. Furthers my theory. Jeremy Renner dies in this series. Uh, I'm calling my shot. But why? I mean. Nerd bet. Jeremy Renner dies. I will take that bet. Jeremy Renner will not die. At the the most, he will retire to his weird farm with his family. Death. Um, he doesn't have, why would he have to die? Because no one likes him. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. That includes his but co-stars. As a, as a, oh, that, I don't know if that's true. But as a character, all right, we, we're not getting into that because it's all speculation. Right. But as a, as a character arc, it would make more sense that if they were going to be done with Jeremy Renner, he would just go away. Yeah, I don't, I die. doubt he needs to die to give Kate any motivation. I'll take my nerd bet even further. He's going to get cut perfectly in half. Oh, well. Uh, and it's going to happen really I've fast. Already, and one half of him will slide down and then the other half will fall. <laughs> uh, I have already won this nerd match. Yeah, the Silver Samurai um, is going to do it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, like that's what Hawkeye has become. Hawkeye is has become an either an and or situation where right. it's either right. Hawk, it's either Clint and Kate, or it's Clint or Kate, or it's Kate. Right. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, you know, we've already seen Pizza Dog, and that's all I really care about. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the tone of the show. I think they are really going to try to strike a Matt Fraction Hawkeye tone. That's and the only way you're going to make people sense. like this character. And I don't think it's. I don't think that makes sense with a, an arc like that where it's like, and then Hawkeye dies, and now Kate is driven call by him, whatever. You know, call him no. my shot. It's going to happen. That's fine. It's a nerd bet. Nerd bet on. All right. Black Sad is back. Coming back to Dark Horse. We love Black Sad we here do. in the Ziggurat. We do. Uh, it's a new uh, It's a new series or graphic novel, I suppose. It's called They All Fall Down. Uh, it's going to be split into parts. I'm trying to figure this out. Is it split into parts or is Dark's, Dark Horse just like collecting it for America? I can't really tell. I honestly, it sounds like they're going to release it as issues in the trade paperback, but it sounds like it was released possibly in Europe as one book. Okay. Uh, see, well, this is labeled as part one for the European edition. Um, but this right. new story refers to it as black sad volume six, uh, coming in October. Uh, they all fall down, uh, coming out in English. Um, black sad is wonderful. It's a story of an anthropomorphic cat who is a detective. Yeah. It's a like, very, it's a, it's a PI noir, but yeah, they're dark they're animals. detective noir. It's fantastic. Highly. Oh recommended. yeah. It, if you haven't read a Black Sad, do yourself a favor. It's really truly wonderful. So let's get to uh, the let's get to the big story of the week. Who's we? All right, and that is Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. And which side are you on? Everybody, because because of the internet, we have to take a side. None of us are lawyers. You know, it, <laughs> like, none of us understand. You know, them, none of us are lawyers. But you have to take a side. And so my here's, side, here's how it breaks down. My side is everyone's right, and that's what sucks about this story. Tell them the story. All right. Uh, Keep Thursday, it short, though. Don't read the whole thing. 
Yeah, I got it. Thanks, Matt. It's All not right. my first day. On Thursday, uh, Johansson's attorneys filed a lawsuit with the L.A. Superior Court saying uh, that Disney breached the star's contract when they opted not to debut the film exclusively in theaters, which they claim uh, caused ticket sales to be lower, thus uh, depriving Johansson of whatever profits she would have made from box office performance. Uh, now, that might be true, but Disney fired back saying, not only is this lawsuit bullshit, not only did we not breach her contract, but she breached her contract. And uh, she is choosing to like ignore the fact that we were in a global pandemic and that uh, we wanted to give this uh, people that didn't want to go to movie theaters a chance to see the movie, which sounds like a reasonable response. Totally. But, but also like I have to, I have to like temper that because it's Disney and Disney is trying to do whatever they can to look like the good guy in this situation. Of course. And, the, uh, and because the then there was another, there was a, yeah. another shot back from Johansson's side this time from her uh, agents. Oh, because not only did Disney say uh, her lawsuits bullshit, she's being insensitive to the pandemic and the people that have suffered. Uh, she would have been just fine because the movie was a smash hit with that premiere access. And she, and she stands to profit from that. And also she made $20 million on the front end. Right. And uh, which is not something that we normally get to hear about. No. And her agents were like, hold the fucking phone. Right. <laughs> it is, it is a crass move for Disney to try to paint Scarlet as uh, somebody that does not care about the pandemic. Uh, this is about her livelihood and how dare they get out there and out her salary and try to shame her for her own success. And I don't you know, disagree like, with that. It is a crass like, and, and all of these, like all of these points, every point that everybody has made sounds valid to me. The only question legally is did Disney breach the contract and from what i've heard from other people that know a little bit more than me i'm not saying experts or anything but scarlett johansson's attorneys are arguing more towards the intent of the contract and not the letter of the contract here's which what, means here's what the sucks. lawsuit is spurious <laughs> yeah here's what sucks we have to talk about intents of contracts and shit now at the the crux of this is She's afraid that she's not going to get full payment, right? And the way to push that issue is to have your lawyers put out a statement. And that makes Disney go, oh shit, hurry up and pay her. Because they're probably trying to negotiate something with money that was made on Disney Plus. Who knows? She's going to get paid. It's going to happen. Right. right? I mean, I mean and I, now, again, Disney's like, I reaction sucks. It's, it's a shitty reaction to turn around and be like, <sighs> you got 20 million bucks, rich girl. And you yes, really, you I don't think, care about that COVID? That I mean, okay, like, now hold on, sucks. hold on. I have a, I have a response to that. Uh, you know what? Uh, this is something that we should maybe open the phone lines for, but um, we will. I agree that the response, uh, I think the part that sucks the most is Disney saying, look at how much she made. Look how greedy she is. That's what I'm no, saying. she deserves to make what she Absolutely. is owed. She is a huge star. She's worked for it. She starred in 10 of these goddamn no movies. Question. She devoted a decade of her life to it. 
And that's, like, it, it will happen. She's going to get paid, you know? And here's, there's. But do there's, I think that, uh, do I think also that maybe it's not a good look to say, how dare you let people that don't, that can't go to the theater see this movie? That's stupid. Yes. I think that is a bad look. It's also a bad look for Disney to call her out for it. So who, totally. I don't know who's the, who's worse no, in that regard. The problem, what sucks is we have pit bull lawyers that are going at it in public now. And it's probably not what Scarlett Johansson wanted. It's definitely not what Disney wanted. But yeah. this is where we're I mean, at, I, you know. And the hilarious thing is, is that now I'm seeing stores that, that are like, well, in the wake of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit, now Emma Stone is weighing her options regarding the uh, who knows, who screaming knows? release of Cruella. Yeah, who knows if that's true? Like, the I, thing that sucks is Disney is planning to release a theatrical-only version of Free Guy next week. Theaters only. You know, yeah, and great. Good luck with that. When COVID numbers are worse than they were when this That's was just it, right? Like, you think, know, it's a bad the movie, look on the, all sides. The movie was delayed. The movie was delayed for more than a year. It sucks all around. Yeah. Would she have made more had it gone to theaters only and been a huge blockbuster? Maybe. Made a million dollars. Yes, probably. Yeah. Should Disney say, well, look, we had to change the way we were approaching things because of COVID and of here's course. some money for you for the streaming. Yes, they should. And would happen. that have been in her, would that have been in her original contract? Of course not, because nobody foresaw this. Right. That's just it. Everyone would is right. Scarlett <laughs> have known that this was going to happen Months before it happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. This was not like, wait a minute. What? No, they knew. Why Come weren't on. they renegotiating her contract when Disney first said, you know, I think we might release this on stream. Chances are they were, and it's just not happening fast enough. So again, lawyer put something out. I know. Their lawyers come back. And now here we are in the middle of this, like mommy and daddy fight that yeah, like know. nobody cares it's, about nobody wants to know and it just scares people that's all it does it I just know. scares it people. sucks now keep it, in mind it's a it's a it's a brave new world you know these are uncharted like, like right. everybody is tired of hearing these are unprecedented times but keep in mind she everybody has, has lost publicly, in this i am not doing any more marvel movies she came right out and said this is oh well she's definitely not this now. the last one i'm doing and so everyone's yeah, like oh looks like definitely not now it's like she's done with marvel well she was done with marvel she's she done. went and found her character's dead body on vormir and right. burned it to ashes but we also have a new very popular <laughs> black widow that has it's premiered true. it's going to be in the hawkeye all right, show. All right. save the rest of this for anyone who wants to talk about it. a couple more quick hits before we open the phone line uh jim lee did that 60 in 60 uh sketch drive 60 sketches in 60 days uh, to benefit uh, comic book shops during the pandemic, he raised over eight hundred thousand dollars. Awesome, auctioning off those sketches, and Total that is sweetheart. truly amazing. Uh, Jason Aaron is rumored. I don't know where you heard this. Jason Aaron is rumored to be working on a new Punisher story. Uh, Matt wants to know: Do you think Marvel should redesign the character now that he's become the Proud Boys mascot and Sean Hannity is wearing a Punisher lapel pin? Should they take the character back? Should they own it? Can they own it? I think that's a bigger question. Um, Can they? Yeah. I mean, the answer is the answer is yes. And no, they shouldn't because fuck those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's I don't a tough think they're going to redesign the Punisher. What do we do with the Punisher? Can we do? The I mean, Punisher? it's like, look, should we do the hey, Punisher? You know, guess what? Bill Watterson doesn't like it that people make logos with uh, Calvin peeing on stuff. Yeah. And same guess, dude that guess created, what's never getting a redesign? Calvin. At what happened to do the creative Pepe the frog? He was certainly not in that camp. Yeah. And but, now, like, like, he all, but then he do a thing where it's like Pepe is dead. Now Pepe is dead. He yeah. held a funeral for his own character. Yeah. Well, guess what? His, the people that still use it are still using it. Now let's open these. I, know, lines. I mean, it sucks. 
before well, we do, we got a question of the week real quick. Him, that's what I'm about to say. Give them one more thing to talk about. The question one more thing to talk about. Bonnie Wright. This week's question is courtesy of Jim Evie. Look, I love Bonnie Wright. Don't act like you don't. I, I don't. You do. <laughs> no, I really. I'm she's fine. a she's a wonderful songstress. Okay, she's fine. We're talking about power leveling, which seems like a weird way to phrase it, but you get it. It's the idea that a character can use an existing power to ridiculous results. So we're talking about times where a character did things they previously were unable to do with the powers they already had. Or just like a freak thing. Yeah. Be- because the story demanded it. Right. Right. Not like they gained a new power or a gradual increase in power over time. It's like, no, Superman is pushing a moon now. Well, you know? For example, I said in Superman 1, when he flies around the world backwards, sure, right. spinning it in reverse and it reverses time. <laughs> and, and, and you, you have and a thing here Superman about... Superman can fly. Uh, and we know he can a, fly fast. <laughs> but... Yeah, know. I mean, that's just not how... No. First of all, that's not how... That's not how time works, that's and that's not how planetary orbits work. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so the most outrageous examples of power leveling in comics. Or, I guess, superhero movies. Superhero fiction, comics. Yeah, whatever. Let's get into it. Frank Cirillo. Hey. Welcome back. Hey, guys. I would picture you back. bronzed, tan, sandy yeah, blonde no, hair. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I tan. I tan really well. I just choose not to fair because enough. that's fair. Yeah, just you know, because you know, um, skin. You know, skin's important. My skin gets real dry if it gets tan nowadays. Anyway, that's not important. Um, <laughs> next time on Ashy Cast. <laughs> next time, right. So uh, I have. I really don't have an answer for the question of the week. Um, I have an explanation for Superman flying around the world and the world going backwards. Is the world wasn't changing, changing its direction. It was Superman was flying so fast he was going back in time, and and it just appeared that the globe was going the other direction. See, now so I would that's argue my answer to that. The globe does go the other direction though. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, it does because that's what it around it here. Slows down first. But that's because and then it goes the other way. He's approaching <laughs> the speed of time. And as he approaches that speed, that same breakaway speed that the Flash does, you know, his shenanigans in. That's fair. The world begins to, from his perspective and from our perspective as the viewer, wrote, slow down and rotate backwards. Because if you did that, the Earth would just, I think everything would just float away. Um, um, but, I think that the Earth would tear itself apart. Probably. Yes, probably. Because, it would be really yeah, bad. I, 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 the reason that the Earth spins <laughs> is due to vast cosmic physics right. that uh, Superman should would, not yes. be fucked with. Superman right, would end the movie. Exactly crying in space with frozen tears as he looks upon what he's wrought. <laughs> yeah, right. The earth, well, I, I just, like the ocean is floating away. <laughs> you know? that, like, that, oh that, my God. That, my head cannon for why, why that looks like that. As I got older, I was like, that would never work. No, um, no. no but you know what? Um, I want to, I, wanna, I wanna actually, I know you guys talked about it last week, but I wanted to talk about masters of the universe. Yeah. And let's talk about it. Holy crap. How good was, was it? Was, it, it was, it was, so I was, it was I, 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 let me put it in a little perspective. I've told you guys, I'm like 53 years old. Masters of the Universe came around. That He-Man show came around at a time in my life when I was like a little bit too old for it for, to buy the toys. But 
I wasn't a huge fan of it, yet I watched it every day because I was a cartoon junkie, you sure, know? Sure, Um, And it also had all these sound effects from the old Star Trek cartoon. Yeah, totally. Too, you know, which was so so funny. Yeah. But yeah. this new show, and, and the fact that people are saying, oh, the show sucks, oh, the show is this. I'm like, it, it, this is an amazing, first of all, it's an amazing perspective on the show. Because now you're taking, you're, you're actually getting rid of He-Man and you're, and you're delving into these other characters. Yes. And yeah. you know what? Orca, I never, I never expected to feel emotional over that stupid little Tell me dork. About it. Tell me about it. That, and I like, was like, I'm watching him like he's like in bed and he doesn't, he can't, he's dying. And I'm going, no, what do we, yeah, wait, what They do effectively mean? like gave Orca like magic cancer where it's yeah, like the magic disappeared was, and Orca was like, well, that's what was keeping me alive. Basically. And amazing. The relationship between evil Lynn and Orca developing. So good. Was, was so good. And then, and spoilers, if people haven't seen it, her sort of betrayal of everything right at the end. Yeah. When you know, I, comes back. I, I, okay. She's evil. No, I, 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 I know, I know that, <laughs> I, but see, part of me, part of me wants to think that like they actually did show her a better way. And she's just doing that either a, because she's um, scared to go against Skeletor, which I right. get, or B she's playing Skeletor so that she can, Twist the knife at the end. That's, and that's my yes. that's my hope. Probably both. That's what I she's think. evil. Well, look, look. Well, we yes, know, but I, 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 I that, what I hope is that I, my hope is that it's that she's not just actually going back to the dark. Right. Space, right. What I mean. How right. many? Listen. How many Kevin Smith movies have you seen? How many Kevin Smith comic books have you read to know what he's going to do? Right. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I, I've had enough experience. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I know not everybody is. I know you guys probably. You know, not not as much. I'm, but yeah. um, I'm 30, 70 with him. I'd say. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. used to be. I used to be a huge fan of his earlier movies. I, I'm I'm a big fan of his, and I actually, you know, think that I think that he's doing a great job with this. I think I gave yoga hosers a big pass. <laughs> I didn't see. I, I I honestly I haven't seen a Kevin Smith movie in in 20 years. They don't hold up. So sure, right. The last one I've seen, the last one I saw was Zach and Mary make a porno movie. Yeah, was cute. That was the last one I saw. Cuted and that one I saw at the it's Woodstock fine. Film Festival where Kevin Smith was supposed to be there, but apparently he gave himself food poisoning and couldn't show up, <laughs> which sucks, yes. you know? Um, but I think, I think in the, in the end, I think you're going to see in my prediction, Evelyn is going to help them defeat Skeletor and Teal is going to become the new champion. Um, I really think that's the direction they're going to go with. I, I don't think, think if they do that, Adam, the the yeah. white guys that are crying on the internet are going to kill themselves. They're going to line right. up. Yeah, you know what? March, okay. like, I'm all right with that at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. fine with it yeah. too. I'm so tired of I'm that fine nonsense. With it too. I, my I, favorite just, argument that is going on right now is Kevin Smith doesn't understand the source material. Oh, please. Sure, yeah. I Kevin, love it. I love Kevin it. Kevin Smith, King of the Nerds, doesn't understand. Come at him. the cartoon? But come at him and say, okay. Give me a part of the source material that he doesn't understand. But right. just any example will do. Well, he took He-Man on the first. Okay, that's not source material. Wait, he understands right. He-Man. He nailed He-Man. He nailed. Right, like, like, oh yeah. Like what, what like, part uh, of the source material? Yeah. Is, I mean, I think it was at, it was at some point when they were just when they were explaining the lengthy prehistoric lore of Eternia. Right. That it's not I like he came in and said, "Well, He-Man is Smith He-Man." Doesn't know anything about He-Man because He-Man's yeah. got a midichlorian count that's so high. Yeah, nah, that, like, he's, he's a wizard. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> no, no, it, nothing like. Like no. that happened. 
Yeah. This happened I mean, in all your Star Wars yeah, But guess what? You know what? Even if they did, even if that is what happened, Midichlorians was not George Lucas not understanding Star Wars. Yes. It's his thing. Right. It's right. him adding something hey, stupid Kevin Smith could have added something to the lore of He-Man that people hated. It still wouldn't mean that he doesn't understand He-Man. But that didn't happen. No, it <laughs> like, didn't. That didn't even it didn't happen. happen. It didn't. He just it didn't the characters, And we act like we've never read a story where they take the main like, character out in the first, you know, like, issue. Seriously, guys. Right. Like, Isn't your first day on that? planet Earth? Yes. <laughs> like, it is such an old trick to do. Like, if I cover my eyes like this, you know, if I put my hands in front of my eyes like this, will you think I've really disappeared right. like a baby? <laughs> yeah. Like an infant child? How many times did they take Kirk, you know, at, like off the ship and he was gone forever? Oh, my God. What are we going to do? And they had to go oh, find yeah. Captain Kirk. And oh, and right. guess what? He came back. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no shit. Exactly. Settle the fuck down, you cry Oh, babies. man. It's just like, oh, man. I... They they keep they keep they keep telling Picard there are five lights, but he keeps saying there are only four lights. I just don't understand why the writers don't understand that Picard doesn't know that there are five lights. Right? There are four fucking lights, you assholes. <laughs> no, uh, I mean that, that's a totally weird comparison, but yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I I find this whole I find this whole. <sighs> This Whoa. this this uh, trend, which has happened uh, since Internet times mm-hmm. of of especially in more recent years with Twitter and stuff of entitled people, usually straight white dudes. Getting so uh, demanding so much ownership over a thing that they are um, borderline abusive, not even borderline. Like, like, they are abusive. Absolutely. Yeah. Like and chasing people it, off it's, Twitter. It's so exhausting. And like, it's never happened to me. Like, look, I've teased the Snyder bros on Twitter before. It was a mistake <laughs> and it was only a mistake. And it's not because I was wrong. It was only a mistake because it was such a hassle. Yeah. It was exhausting. Right. It and, was and it's like, and that wasn't like, and I didn't even get death threats. Right. Uh, like, I, I don't understand people that do this. I don't. I don't. I, I don't either. I, I do. I'm, I absolutely do. And I'll tell you what it brought. It's so simple and stupid. You're afraid you got old. You're afraid you don't count anymore. You're afraid that this is the same reason that people join QAnon. You don't understand sure, why right. things okay. change. You know, right. And somebody comes along and they go, you know what the problem is? It's not you, bro. You're not the problem. It's everybody else, bro. It's right, all these right. people getting the vaccines. They're the problem. You know, right. like, and that's yeah. how you end up an anti-vaxxer or a flat earther right. or someone who yells at fucking He-Man. You know? <laughs> somebody, it's, it's all the same somebody, shit. Somebody that doesn't understand that fascism is bad right. and we should all be Antifa. Just settle yeah. the fuck uh, down. But you're, you're absolutely right. It is these people. It's an insecurity. Yes. It's mm-hmm. this insecurity that says, well, if this show isn't exactly for me, then they must think that right. I don't matter. Remember when they made the She-Ra kids cartoon and everyone was like, oh, god damn it, oh, now I don't yeah. want to fucking Poor shorts. Why is she wearing shorts? How like, dare you make me, me not sexually you. attracted to a cartoon character? Yeah, you know, like, like, do you remember? That is do you your remember, argument? Like, Matt, Matt, you've been around the block as long as I have. Do you remember the outrage when Wonder Woman got a short haircut? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, is she gay now? Is she a lesbian? Oh, yeah. you're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It, it, happened, it happened when she got a short haircut. It happened when they gave her pants. It happened when uh, in uh, the um, mid-aughts, uh, when Jeff Johns was kind of running the Superman books, uh, Sterling Gates and Jamal Eigel were on Supergirl, and Jamal right. Eigel gave Supergirl shorts 
under her skirt because somebody said, you know what we shouldn't maybe do is have this child. Right. Flashing mm-hmm. her panties every time she flies. Good point. And then point. even then people were like, Bleh. it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's no longer the Michael Turner sexy waif wasted right you know yeah but let's grow up guys let's really think about that argument let's really think about it okay so the thing that you are angry about is i no longer get to get a boner when i look at a little girl's underwear you motherfucker that's you know <laughs> yeah like, like yeah. I, I just, you might I just be wish, a pedophile sir <laughs> I, I just wish that somebody would phrase that to them in a way that yeah, they like, would that would sink about, in think about yeah. what you're yeah. yelling about right but it's the same it's the same thing with he-man it's like yeah, how yeah. dare how dare this how dare they take away this masculine man i look i said it last week i think that it, i think it's like these guys really wanted to watch uh, mostly naked dudes wrestle for half an hour. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is, yeah. hey, right. if that's true, oh, hey, that's, that's fine. Right. Just own it, man. I tune into AEW every Wednesday to watch bronzed up dudes slap each other's it's, chest. It's 2021. You know? Love it. I don't care. Yeah. And you I'm know like, what? I get it. It's partly gay. I totally admit it. Totally admit it. I'm sexually attracted to some of them. There. Feel right. fine about it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, <laughs> we, we kind of went on a rant here. Uh, I do. I do want to. I, I want to give a shout out here to uh, our man on the streets, Damon motherfucking Chan, who is in the Facebook chat and not in the Zoom. Oh, don't do that to him. We, we haven't maybe he's heard shy. from him in Come years. On. But he does say, I also think that Tila is Eternia's next champion and that Adam yes. ends up just being the king. I love it. Which is yeah. an awesome yeah, direction. And yeah. I totally agree, Damon. Uh, also, we miss you. What, Final what, thought on He-Man. What, I'm not going to scream about it about anymore, it? but everyone is acting like Kevin Smith didn't make Man at Arms the most badass MF oh on God. Eternia. He yeah, was amazing. True. Holy true. shit. He's Batman. <laughs> like, all right, was, Frank, we got to keep moving. Said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it last time. You said he was Batman. And I'm like, and I'm going, I'm watching. I'm going like, I'm like, holy shit, he is. He's Batman. I, I, I sat down to watch the first episode and I went two and a half hours later, I was five episodes in. I'm like, holy shit, this was yeah. great. Yeah. He's so, a, he's Batman at arms. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> loved it. Guys, great talking to you. Good to talk, talk to you Frank. too, Frank. David Robbins, get in here. Ooh, man. Yeah, we went everybody. through some things. Sorry about that, everybody. Now, now, can we please just scream about something lighthearted like the Proud Boys and Punisher now? <laughs> I mean, if you really want to, but like... No, I don't. Well, let yeah, me ask. I, I let, let's uh, go beyond that, though, but let's ask. And I'm no, curious. Can we please not? No. He, no David I, did not call to talk about the I goddamn Punisher. But I want to ask. No, I really, really didn't. I can really didn't. we do the Punisher anymore? Should we do the Punisher anymore? Uh, personally, I think they should use Bernthal in whatever series they want to put him in as the Punisher and put words in his mouth to say, fuck those guys. They're, they don't understand what I'm doing here. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally uh, agree. And like uh, we, I have said it before, I don't think the Punisher works as a solo ongoing character. So no, just give him, Never make did. him a supporting cast character. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, or a good limited series. I'm fine with that. Um, yes. I got a couple of, uh, quick things I want to hit for you guys. Um, yes, please. All, uh, good to talk to you guys. I've been away for a couple of weeks. I had some yes, stuff going on and, but, uh, uh, it's good. Uh, question of the week. Um, I'm did you also put, move? Uh, I did, uh, but that was a couple months ago. So it's been oh, yeah. unpacking and things like that. Um, all right, cool. But and, question of the week, all secondary mutations, <laughs> just all secondary yes, mutations uh, yes, as a sweeping you. arc. Oh, but, holy cow. <laughs> but like specifically like. Cassandra Nova giving diamond form to Emma Frost for reasons. Yeah. Um, as much as like she's used it to cool effects in, you know, since then it's dumb. just secondary mutations, uh, 
angel's blood healing people oh. and he's turning into a giant cat and Ugh. just ridiculousness. <laughs> um, but in a specific ma- manner uh, for just an instance of boosting power, Quentin Quire getting uh, pre-access to Phoenix Force when uh, at the end of the Shi'ar God Butcher yeah. uh, God War storyline. Yeah. yeah right. uh, so like that was all right. I see where they're going with this. Um, it's kind of like the little animated baby Phoenix in the Conan cartoon show getting turned into a giant giant Phoenix for like right. one thing and then getting turned off. Yeah. I, you know, Quinn Quire is one of those characters that like I don't mind him as a character, but the way he's been used has been such this like constant power leveling yep. constantly yep. like whatever we need him to do. He can yep. do it. Anytime, any place, any situation, Quinn Quire just do that thing with his telepathy. Yep. And now, like, oh, he's shooting fire hydrants out of his hands or something. Like, why? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, on the con, uh, in contrast, I like what they did with the original five X Men when they brought them to the future, and all of a sudden, their powers leveled up to where they were in present day. I where all of a sudden, yeah. Gene had telepathy when you know 50s, 60s Gene didn't. You know, I, I like that. I, I, I really like that, that it's it has to do like cosmic, like just forces. This is where. Yeah. Ray Phoenix should be at this point in history. Like the universe kind of righted. Yeah. It, righted itself. I do yeah, think so there was I, a I, lot I do like that. about that Bendis X-Men that is reviled, but there was a lot that was really good. And I don't yeah. know uh, if it's the fault <laughs> of Bendis's X-Men or Marvel deciding to keep the young X-Men around way too long. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I liked all new X-Men and I liked what Bendis was doing with those kids. Um, I do think they kept the teen X-Men around for too long. Way too long. Then they had to like, because they went through, like, don't you remember, like there was that crossover story, I think it was with the Guardians of the Galaxy, where it was, uh, it was like a reverse Siege Perilous and they went through and and like the all of a sudden Angel had cosmic fire wings yeah now that like getting cosmic fire wings was was stupid but i understand teen warren's rationale for it of i read what happens to me i'm gonna do anything i can possibly do yeah sure yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. and now like i'm not necessarily using that as an example of the question but also like they were around for so long that this character has gone through a fundamental change. And now they have to figure out a way to undo that. Right. Agreed. Which is, which was essentially teen cable cuts off his fire wings and sews real wings back onto his body, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, All right. So other, other things, um, quick hit on, on Motu. Uh, I loved it. Um, people who say that he doesn't understand it. Um, He's not the only one writing it. He's show running. He wrote the first one, but he's got good people in place. And yeah. that's the biggest thing about being a director is hire the right people to do the job and let them do their job. You know, right. whether it's yeah. a play, whether it's a TV show, whatever, put the right people in place and let them work. Like, I love Kevin Smith's evolution as a director, because like, not only did he not, not only did we get this where he wasn't like the singular creative vision, like he was with most of his movies. Yeah. Um, he, like he has also gone on to he just directed a bunch of episodes of CW of the CW superhero shows yes. and th- they're all great. Yeah, all yeah. of the ones Kevin Smith did are great. Yeah, yeah, and really he and understands character. It's, so, it's wonderful. Yeah, he does. He understands character yes. specifically, not just in general, like the concept of character in fiction, but he understands superhero 
you know, uh, genre fiction character. Like that guy gets it. He's a he fan does. of the, he's a fan of it. He's a fan of the genre. Absolutely. He knows what he's doing. Go back most, and read Kevin Smith's green arrow. It is it, unstoppably it's so, it's good. great. The most interesting thing about superheroes is not them doing superheroics. It's dealing with it's, it's them dealing with the everyday problems. Yes. In that backdrop. Yes. Like that's the most interesting thing about superheroes. And he gets that. Right. We get that Spider-Man swings and fights crime. We get that Superman can fly and he's crazy strong. But the most interesting thing about them is, oh, yeah, they're people, too. Yeah. And there's other people in their orbit. And how do they deal with the same relationships that I have to deal with? Because if you don't interject that. I do not care. You can't. How does Pete then, pay rent? You're how all Doctor Manhattan at that sure, point, right, and I like Doctor Manhattan. Don't get me wrong; he's a very cool character, but I cannot relate to Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> See, and, and that's just it, right? And that's that's the thing is that I like Doctor Manhattan too, in the context of that story, right? That was about Doctor Manhattan, right? Where I, where it's like, okay, you guys don't really understand the point of these characters yes. is where you make Doctor Manhattan the primary antagonist of your line wide comic book reboot. <laughs> yeah, that's a different, you know, story. it's like, yeah. why are we doing this? But then you what also you get a little doing? freaked out and roll it back a little bit and then you lean into it and then you sort of don't. <laughs> right. But then also it's like, yeah. And then like this, like the stuff they're doing, you know, anyway, this is again, not what David called, but yeah, it, it's like understanding character is important. Kevin Smith yes. understands character. Absolutely. I 100% agree. No question. Mo- mo- moving on. Um, I'm not going to comment on who's right, who's wrong on the ScarJo Disney thing. Um, my only takeaway on this whole thing uh, is back-end contracts are a terrible idea for the artist because of crap like this. Yes, um, absolutely. Th- this goes back to while Alec Guinness may have made a boatload off of um, Star Wars and uh, uh, Nicholson made a boatload off of 89 Batman. This is not that marketplace anymore. Mm -hmm. And you wind up with creative Hollywood accounting, which is why until like last year, Jeff Anderson didn't get paid for clerks too, because his deal was exclusively back end. And the Weinstein company, which is there's those shitheads said clerks Two lost money and never made a dime. So Jeff Anderson did not get paid for that film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, hearing that he's back and they were in the table read like yesterday and they started filming for makes me very happy, but backend contracts in today's creative accounting marketplace, I think are a bad idea for the artist. Yeah. It's stupid. You never know what's going to happen. And like, and look, she's arguing about bonuses that she deserves without question. The other guys got them too. And I don't think there's an argument to be made that like Disney's being sexist about it. I don't think that's part of it. Cause if this were, no, no, no. If this were Chris Evans, I think it would be handled the same way. The only thing that sucks has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with is we are watching lawyers fight in real time and pretending like it's coming from the mouth of Mickey and ScarJo. And it's not, we're watching their lawyers have a battle. Well, but hold on. Okay, now hold on. Real Matt, time. they're not, they're not going to be arguing things that their clients don't want. So yes, I agree. Clients, uh, that's saying, why they call lawyers mouthpieces. Right. They, I'm they, not the saying she doesn't aren't just want arguing it. of their own, of their own accord. I agree. I'm not saying she doesn't want it, but we're acting like she is up here sending out personal tweets and Mickey Mouse is tweeting right back at her. That's not the case. These are well, lawyers yeah, doing this. Of in real course time. not. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, David. 
but uh in i also just i i have to go back to saying like nobody foresaw what was going to happen absolutely not and while i think that they should have i think that they should have renegotiated patrick earlier on said that scarlet tried to renegotiate and I, I he refused too. yeah um i'd have to look at it again to say exactly what it was um but uh oh my video might be frozen because i'm looking at my system preferences sorry guys um i'm trying to figure out why my video is so blurry uh what if we did that later yeah I, <laughs> no i know well i didn't i honestly didn't think that it was gonna affect the video okay um but yeah, it's just, they should have, re- when they realized what was going to happen, when they realized what they were going to have to do, uh, they should have renegotiated. They should have renegotiated. And, and you know, like I, like I said, uh, like I said earlier in the chat, you know, if only we lived in a world where corporations did the right thing just because they could. Sure. Yeah. And uh, like, we just... <sighs> but at the same uh, time, I don't think... Adam, Wednesday, Adam Wednesday said, uh, give her the money she, she's... Oh, Disney has it. Of course they can afford it. And, and they will. Yeah. They're yeah. going to end up doing that. The, the thing they, that though? I don't think has any merit whatsoever is the argument that had we just released Black Widow in theaters, theaters would be back. They'd be back, baby. We'd all would have gone. Or, and it would, or it still would have done a billion dollars. It would have made a billion dollars. And guess what? Uh, the Delta variant wouldn't be a thing. Everybody would get a vaccine and we just live happily ever after. Right? No. That's all not, right. it's like, uh, it's not going like, to fix it. And like you I watch the free guy, watch what happens next week. Free guy is going to suffer. It's going to suffer the box office because it's not being released at home at the same time. And the Delta variant is a thing and COVID rates are continuing to go up. Well, and now vaccinated people thing. are scared again. We're scared again. I'm not going yeah. to movies anytime soon. I, no. I went to see Black Widow in the theater, um, but my work just reinstituted a mandatory mask policy. Yeah. Even if you're uh, vaccinated, they did it yesterday. Um, it's happening all over Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, we just had 75,000 people celebrating the Bucks victory a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, all together. Like, th- it's going to get way bad before it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and Matt and I live in a state where medical professionals and the, the state's health director, newly appointed, young, smart, educated state health director are, and they're all like, it's going to get bad guys. Things are spiking. They're spiking here. Yeah. We need to be ready. And our governor is like, yeah, man, oof, gosh, things are bad. Anyway, masks. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, one more. It's like, God damn it. Why do you have to actually act like Lex Luthor in addition to looking like Lex Luthor? <laughs> All right. Let's, next time one on Governor thing. Cast, we'll, we'll get into one that. One last thing, <laughs> and then I'll let you get to Jimbo. Um, I one, one more recommendation uh, for stuff to watch on Netflix, if you guys haven't seen it already. Uh, the trilogy of Fear Street movies that dropped oh, a couple weeks ago I on great. Netflix. I haven't seen I them yet. Him. You know, I'm not the biggest horror guy, but I've been kind of branching out and I think that those look really fun. Yeah, they are so fun. Like I read a crap ton of those books in middle school and early high school because I was just the right age for them. Um, and Stephen King was just too much like description and narration for me. Yeah. But those movies like it's the first one takes place in 96 that sets up the whole story. They go back to 78. Then they go back to 1666. And nice. set the whole thing up. It's one big story set out over three movies and they are silly and great and just fun. What are the books called? Uh, well, the book series was Fear Street. Fear it's Street. What, okay. 
it's what um Arl Stein wrote before he wrote, started writing Goosebumps. Oh, okay. Were, That's right. Uh, they are Arl Stein. I forgot yeah, about that. I didn't know anything are, about them, and people kept mentioning Goosebumps, and I was like, "This is a Goosebumps thing." This no, no, no. Really so Arl Stein, young <laughs> adult, before he started writing oh. um, in for Goosebumps, they're way gorier. They're like. It, the, the horror tropes of hey the teens had sex and now they're like worried about getting killed um it was the the two that like owned that whole marketplace back then in the like early 90s were rl stein and christopher pike okay and it was just they're they're just the captain right, of the page, enterprise 150 to 200 page books that are just slasher horror and fear street was the name of his series because the town they all took place in had f-i-e-r fear Street oh, from the founder, one of the town founders, Sarah Fear, that everyone said was a witch, and oh, that's the fun. town was cursed and haunted, and like everything happened on Fear Street. That is fun, and they're just great. I think they're all mostly out of print at this point, but I'm sure you can find digital copies and stuff. There's like a couple of individual series that set up the mythology of the whole world, and yeah, like they're great they're just really fun uh the christopher pike ones are all individual standalones except for ongoing series that he wrote but okay i'm gonna i'm gonna watch and it's one of those things that like i i definitely want to i just hadn't gotten to it yet i got to meet rl stein at a con a couple years ago at c2e2 oh wow and uh brought a couple of fear street books everyone in the line was younger than me and had goosebumps to get signed and i bring him a trilogy of fear street (laughs) books i'm like i read so many of these growing up he looked at him flipped through him was like man I killed a lot of teenagers in the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that is, that is so wild that there are R.L. Stein books. That's crazy. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he had anything to do with writing this or anything, but like this is authorized by him and, and like it's based on the books by R.L. Stein. And yeah, just the, the books are F E A R fear, but it's the town had Sarah fear F E F I E R. Nice. So that was the whole thing in the in the world of the of the book. I like I saw some jokes where it's like, oh, man, I moved into this new house. It's on uh, uh, it's on Fear Street. Uh, I think everything's gonna be fine. I don't know. There were some murders here, uh, but uh, you know, I I, I just I, I love that they were R.L. Stein books. That yeah. that that just cracks me up. Yeah. They're so like they were the perfect gateway to like horror for a a teen and preteen. Interesting. Uh, You know, I like, I'm also, I, this was, I think probably a little bit more R rated, but, uh, uh, I'm kind of intrigued by the movie freaky, which is, I think on Netflix or who it was great. It was great. Uh, the body swap. Freaky, yeah, right. It's uh, Vince Vaughn plays a serial killer. It was great. Any any freaky Fridays with a teenage girl. until yeah. the teenage girl becomes a serial killer. Yeah, it was totally great. Uh, like I'm totally into watching that. Uh, so like, I love, I love a, I love a horror movie where there's, where it's got kind of like, of like a fun kind of almost humorous, not necessarily humorous, but a fun, interesting kind of hook like that. The first two are straight up fun. The the first one's like a nineties movie based off of scream. The second one is like a seventies camp slasher movie. And the third one is straight up like Salem witch trial time. And like it goes super dark, but is just all right, I'm in. I'm in for sure. Watch him. Joe, so. make me host again now, or we're going to get cut off. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that that's what happened. Yep. Uh, how do I do that? You just right. click on me and say, make host. Good to talk to you, David. Always, Peace man. You guys. Have a good Peace one. Day. Bye, David. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you.
That's why we don't mess around with their preferences while we do this. All right, there we go. Jimbo, Look, come on in I here. I obviously didn't know it was going to be a problem, so shut your face. Never do, do you? Jim, how we doing? <sighs> I'm, I'm really good today. Uh, let's see. The Scarlo thing, I just look at it as an episode of Succession, if you guys are. Totally. Yes. Just like, don't pick a side, just sit back and yeah. watch. They're not, yeah. Yeah, it's, everybody's wrong and everybody's right, right you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will say John Tverdick brought up a good uh, a good point in the chat where he said, she's absolutely right and owed money, but her lawyer's yeah. fucked up here. And to not have some type of clause in your contract that says like, okay, but if a meteor hits the earth, then this kicks in or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, it's, there it's like is- like an act of God kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like active God insurance, right? Yeah, uh, totally. For property. Yeah. Uh, when, hey, real quick, shout out to the Tverdicks and their new baby, Cosette. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I hope you're not offended that I made a joke on Twitter about your baby maybe dying, but yeah, I it, swear it was an X-Men reference. It sound like that. Joe Patrick what? tweeted, welcome to the THN family. Hope you survive the experience. That's an X-Men reference. Welcome I to totally the X-Men agree. Kitty Pride. I totally agree. And you know how many people know that? Not a whole lot. <laughs> I, bet, I bet most of the people following THN love it. Thank you, John. John loved it. John loved it. John is a nerd. My wife looked at it and said, is Joe saying that he hopes their baby doesn't die? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Like, the nerds the nerds have my back. They the do what nerds I do. I'm just saying, you threw that out into the ether. <laughs> well, look, if you want to, look, if you want to read it that, uh, like, I obviously sincerely hope that the baby doesn't die. Of course. Let's not get, let's not get weird about it. Yeah, but no one knows you, Joe, and they do a character profile. Right. So that's like, just wow, the, yeah, Jim, Jim, look at, I am the internet's Joe Patrick. We could so, Everybody easily become the show that hates babies we could so easily become that hey man look <laughs> here's one thing that you should know about joe patrick i love babies uh-huh. i don't want one so oh oh there we go perfect no no no. you're not feeding the fire at all <laughs> i don't like no 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 i like i don't want two children childless my own. men swear they love kids next time <laughs> like, on two I, love, like, I wanna like just like if you want to if we're having a family function or if there's a party and you're like uh but i got my kid mm. bring your kid i will hold your kid joe for the entire joe can't party. be right ra- joe can't be anti-baby he has too many baby friends <laughs> come on <laughs> look oh my okay jim so, talk about on. anything else please yeah. Yeah, moving on. Uh, great news, Bleach twenty year anniversary. Uh, we get a new chapter. Oh, chapter in thank God! Six years, seventy six pages. Apparently, Woo. I am. I am super stoked. I would have forgotten. Like people complain about Saga being gone for four years. I know. I, I would. It's ble- Bleach six yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that it, seems it, to be it another. Though. Like it, it ended though. Like it has an ending. They, they don't go back and you know. Right. Uh, so Bleach stopped. It didn't yeah, it, like yeah. it didn't like suddenly just go, go away. away. Whereas Saga was just like we haven't put an issue out in four years, and yeah. you keep going. Well, why, Brian Cave on? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like that's it's not like that, which is weird. But they did say recently Saga is coming back. So there you go. Well, mm, they didn't though. I no, thought, they didn't. I thought it was announced. There's plans and it's happening. And it's certainly, fine. they did not announce anything specific. Are you kidding? They're looking into bringing it back. It, you know, yeah. Right like, uh, there was a, there was some sort of tweet about, uh, it was, oh, it was Brian K. Vaughn tweeted something about his dog uh, celebrating the dog's 14th birthday or something. And then that there would be some fun comic, but there would be some exciting news coming soon. Oh. Uh, and everyone was like, Saga's coming back. It's Saga. Oh. Saga's coming. No, 
I mean, maybe, but nobody like there were there was no official anything about Saga coming back because they are they would be deathly afraid to say something like that and then not be able to deliver. I wonder why they wouldn't, though. I mean, it's just such a hit. It's ridiculous. Bring it back. Anyway, anyway, uh, answer your question of the week. I'm going all a fairy tale for worst power ups. They are. uh, Gosh, fairy tale. What's fairy Fairy tale is a manga. It did sell 72 million issues. It was very popular, but it's very schmutty. So, like, it'd be a shut, like, be like a, the best way it's like a comedy on CBS. Like, the oh. first few seasons, you know, pretty good, but it's the same formula over and over, and everyone defeats everyone with the power of friendship. Like, so once upon a time. Like yeah, like, once upon yeah. a time. And yeah. I think the only person that liked that show was my wife. And even she was like, oh, this show's terrible. I have to yeah. watch it, though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly right. So, I'm putting all the fights there. And anyone that's ever read it or watches it understands, but we're just going to throw it out there. Everything. Fair enough. The, be- the best power up comes from Hunter Hunter. Is the main and is called the, the power system in, in the story is called men. And pretty much you can do more or less anything with in it. If you put conditions on it. So in this situation, the main character cannot defeat this opponent. So he sacrifices more or less everything to kill this opponent. Okay. God, the Japanese love rules. They love their rules, man. Oh, the, Nen is the most. It, 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 the, the wiki describing it is it take you forty minutes. <laughs> and that is, it is the most complex power system, so people love it because, like, oh, it has all these rules, right? But I'll I'll post some pictures of it, and people are like, oh, okay, yeah. But there you go. That, that's enough. my favorite. That's great, Jimbo. Always good to talk to you, man. Nice to have you guys. And Joe, you know, just back away from any comments about. Babies. Yeah, I, I love like, babies. I love okay. babies. All right. All right. Bye, Jim. See, you can overcompensate, and it can go the wrong way too. So, Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mister Jameson. All right, let's take some voicemails before we get to our answers to the question of the week. It is voicemail time in the goddamn Ziggurat. Morning, gents. It's JD. Got a catch. Um, out of town this weekend, so I thought I'd call ahead. Uh, first of all, uh, to apologize as uh, I am responsible for your most recent Cosmic Long Box and uh, listening to the episode. Told you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, also at the same time, mayhem. But uh, otherwise, uh, answer to the question of the week. Uh, I got to go for the worst example of power creep ever, in my opinion, is... Wolverine versus Nitro at the end of Civil War when he literally when his healing factor literally brings him back from a skeleton I mean that was yeah. a skeleton and he starts growing things back that I that was just plot armor I mean that was literally just plot armor and they yes. wanted to give the artist a chance to draw an adamantium skeleton uh, that's the only excuse I could think of for that because there's so many other ways to go but uh, ever since then I mean his healing factor got to the point that they had to take it away for the for the uh, Mark Wade run it was Mark Wade that wrote that really bad one where he had the armor and the claws but I can't remember but nonetheless uh, didn't want to miss a week so I thought I'd call ahead uh, but uh, have fun stay safe out there and uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week all right, bye. It's JD calling us Thanks, from JD. inside his dryer while it was running. Uh, from from <laughs> from the from the compartment where the wheels go when the plane takes off. Apparently. Um, so let's talk about Wolverine for a minute. 
Because what, hold, what run is he talking about where Wolverine had the claws and the armor? I don't know. We'll have to look into that. But let's talk about Wolverine for a minute. Was he talking about the Hulk? I don't the know. The Hulk had armor. We'll, anyway. We'll look into that. But what I want We're to talk not about look into it. It doesn't really matter. is Wolverine's healing factor. Because I agree, it has definitely been used to ridiculous I think Wolverine, uh, like I, a healing factor is cool, and I like that Wolverine is tough. And but that's Wolverine his, that is, is not. Mutant I don't think that Wolverine should be immortal. Well, I think that Wolverine's healing factor needs to have a limit, and that limit should be all of the flesh has been stripped from his bones. We have definitely seen it pushed to that limit when he had the adamantium ripped the, out of him. He lost it for a while. Like, it, well, but that, but then his healing factor went crazy. Yeah. Say so they keep bringing it back in different ways. And like, I don't, yeah. th- so the question is, if you were reduced, if all the skin is burned off your bones and you are a mutant and in your DNA is your power to, you know, heal, you have a healing factor. Does that mean that deep inside your bones in the very bone marrow, your power lives there and you will in fact heal from skeletal <laughs> you know remains i, I mean that's how that, i don't know <laughs> that's how powers work right that's how the human body is formed so are we saying that that's oh, that's in like bounds? powers come from their dna but i don't know I, like is that in bounds like for wolverine it, regardless I, no, of whether I it's ridiculous i don't think it's in bounds. i think that like i think that healing from injury is one thing like healing from massive injury is one thing and right. that's fine you want to tell me that oh i know i understand that ultimate wolverine is a different thing but if you want to tell me that Wolverine can get torn in half and come back from it, fine. But do you know how he came back? He had to climb up a mountain and find his bottom half so that his body can stick itself it. back together. Yeah. And that's like, uh, and that's the old question. Like Wolverine gets his head right? cut off. Is he dead? Does the yes, head grow? I think if Wolverine is, I think if Wolverine's head is separated from his body, he is dead. Do you think that is more grievous than having all the skin flesh i think it's and the same. organs burnt off no, of i think it's skeleton? the same thing I, it's like it's like a zombie right you kill the brain and the body dies like if you destroy wolverine's brain i don't know how you regrow like i don't know how you regrow i don't know if you cut his know. head off does it grow a new body what do you <laughs> no no that's just it that's what that's you're getting into lobo territory i know right where, right? They, where they're like if he's it, lobo's body can regenerate from a single drop of blood yeah like from a fingernail you know which has happened but and it's they've also, done it they've done fun things with it it's also lobo but and lobo is a joke all, lobo's a different character right. right um and and like i i would argue like deadpool's healing factor is stronger than wolverine's because it um it like regrows entire body parts yeah. like like if you cut off deadpool's head does he grow a new body nah, maybe not but if you cut off most of deadpool's body does he regrow yeah. yeah he does even in the movie he had little baby doll legs and it was gross right um now and i don't think that wolverine should be that i don't think his healing factor should be that strong if for no other reason than he's got the built-in limitation of the healing factor having to deal with the adamantium being in his body. Yes, I don't disagree. It's like Cable, right? The reason right. Cable is not as powerful as the Phoenix or whatever is because his body is working so hard to contain the techno-organic virus. That's right. why Nate Gray was so strong, uh, because he didn't have to deal with that. It's working so hard to hold back his techno-organic diarrhea. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and Wolverine's uh, healing factor is working very hard to hold back his adamantium diarrhea. Yes, exactly. And uh, and yeah, so I don't. I I one hundred percent agree with JD. I don't think Wolverine should be able to regrow from a skeleton. It's I silly. think if you are if your bones are bleached to nothing, like yeah. if if your body is atomized, 
except for the bones, you are dead. I also think it makes the character less interesting if we never have to worry about him dying. No, exactly. Exactly right. Okay. That's a good example. Good example of power leveling, though. Well done, JD. Let's get to Brian Domingos. Hey, now. It's Brian Domingos uh, calling about the question of the week. Um, I was trying to have a positive answer and a negative answer. Um, For the negative answer, um, I think the... Uh, I think they're called the five, whatever that group with the gold balls is in X-Men where he makes like the human eggs. Um, it's so weird and such a stretch in so many different directions yes. that it, um, it's just one of those Hickman things where you say, okay, you know, I'm right. not going to think about it too yep. much. Okay. 100%. Works, um, and the other characters with like Proteus and, and um, the other ones that do all those magic things to bring the X-Men back to life. Um, it works in his head and I guess we're along for the ride. Um, one of the stories that had, uh, the kind of the, the positive thing was in the, uh, 1999, they had the, uh, Mr. Majestic series by Joe Casey and, uh, Brian Holguin and Ed McGinnis. And in the first issue, uh, Majestic, who is like the, is the, uh, Wildcats Superman, he is tasked with a, I don't know, it's 50 or 40 or 50 year task of, rearranging our solar system yep. uh, by moving <laughs> planets and, and adjusting the sun and it's doing so all these things so that the cool. intergalactic creature, when it comes to eat us, doesn't recognize us and moves along. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he has to like put everything back. And so it's a real like cool power upgrade, silver age Superman kind of thing where he goes over and above his normal heat vision and um, haughtiness to uh, do some really <laughs> amazing uh, things and it's all interspaced with the what's going on in America in those times. So there's satellites in there and and that act as stars and <laughs> yeah. um, the Vietnam War and like all these really complicated things. So um, it's a really cool idea. It's only one issue, which makes it even more kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And the entire nine issue series is on the uh, DC Unlimited app. Uh, so you should Ooh, check fun. it out. All right, later, guys. It's a wonderful series, and it's a great yes. use of his power. Uh, that was Ed McGinnis was the artist of that particular run. But ultimately, it is basically the ultimate version of the Roadrunner painting, you know, the interstate on a wall. And oh, Wiley Coyote paints the interstate on the wall, and the oh, Roadrunner right. is able to run through it. Yeah, that's true. But then Wiley Coyote runs, you know, into the wall. It's funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. It's like uh, so the Roadrunner has reality altering yeah, powers. Mr. Majestic so. put on these gigantic like these gloves that he plugged yeah, like into like Nintendo Power gloves, even right? bigger gloves that were like mounted on planets so he could push them around. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. No, I love that. That's a great example. Yeah, it was so good. I loved it. All right, we've got an MP3 here from Mark. Hello. This is Baal from Earth 27 recording on behalf of Mark with an onomatopoeia of the week. Mark was unable to make this recording because he is currently a mutated creature with a five-section face. Wait a minute, we already heard His this. new leathery external tissue layer is an improvement to his previous condition. July 28th was two days ago. Yeah, we've heard that one though. But that can't be. I don't know if he sent the same thing. He sent the same thing. He sent it to us. Oh, it's on, on a, yeah, it is labeled on July eighth and July twenty eighth. He ac- he may have accidentally sent us the same file. Oh no! Yes. Sorry, Mark. That's all yeah, right. July eighth and the twenty eighth. That's all right. It happens. What an what an odd glitch. It happens. Whatever. Well, Mark, he tried, and that's okay. 
keep up the good work, buddy. Well, yeah, we, we know we appreciate it for yeah. sure. So let's get into uh, our answers. Let's get into our right. answers. Extreme power leveling when it worked and when it didn't. You don't have to do both. I'm just doing it didn't. I'm doing a mess. Yeah, for me, for me, they're all ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes them kind of fun when they work. Uh, so I'll get into mine. Uh, so my example is uh, it's the Flash. Uh, it's the Wally West Flash. And it occurred in uh, JLA number 89. This was... Uh, the series originally started by Grant Morrison and Howard Porter. Uh, by this point, Joe Kelly was the writer. Doug Mankey, uh, Monkey was the artist. And uh, it involved, uh, this was during the Burning Martian storyline, which ah, was really good. It was great. And um, so basically what happens is that uh, the city of Chongjin, North Korea, has been hit by a nuclear warhead detonated by the burning martian but guess what the justice league are there to save the day so what does the justice league do to save north korea from a nuclear explosion well i'll tell you the flash evacuates the entire population of the country (laughs) single handedly yeah yeah before they are vaporized by the nuclear explosion now I had to do some math on this and my math might not be accurate because I'm not sure if I'm dividing the right numbers or whatever, but the numbers are huge. You'll get the picture. Um, I looked it up. Uh, A nuclear blast travels and we're talking, we're talking about just the, uh, just the, the blast wind, they call it. Right. So uh, let's just call it like the shockwave. Sure. Not ca- not counting the fire or the heat or whatever. Just a shockwave. Got it. <laughs> it. Look, you don't have to be this way, okay? You, you don't have to be this way. We're not, wanna, in a, we're not in a I don't want to go into the 10-minute version of what happens. <laughs> Just shut up. It travels at 300 miles per second. 300 miles per second, which, you know, that's fast. Yeah. The Flash is also fast. We're not, we're not denying it. The flash at this point, the flash can travel at the speed of light if he wants to. Yeah. And faster travel through or, time or faster. Uh, but you know what? There's a limit to how fast he can run on earth while holding a human being. Yes. Anyway, the population of Changjin, North Korea is about 620,000. Uh, and also bear in mind that the flash does not have super strengths. He's got super speed. He also doesn't have super hearing or vision, and he's got to find all those fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, <laughs> right. Know? So not only like, <laughs> so the just just to just to cover to cover the entire surface area of North Korea, like if North Korea was a completely flat land with no locked doors right. and no everybody, water and everybody no standing holding hands, you know, like, right? It, like if it was just a completely flat plain, right? The Flash would have to travel 775.68 square miles per second to cover the entirety of North Korea, which I do believe he could do if he was just covering the entire country just running once. around. Yeah. But he wasn't covering the entire country once. He was covering the entire country once and then running to the neighboring country 
and then going back and doing it again right. because he had to carry 620,000 people out of the country before a nuclear blast could turn them to so dust. Even if he carried two at a time, he did it 310,000 times. <laughs> even if he yeah. even if he did it again, he did it three he made the trip. Right. 620,000 times cuz it was there and back. No, I'm saying uh, so, uh, if he carried two people no, at the same that's time. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying though, right? right? Okay. He had to he had to do the he had to travel he had to do the traveling right. twice no matter what. Right. So if he wasn't doubling up, we're talking million like it's it's uh, it's, it's silly. Uh, uh, crazy big. It's stupid it's silly. silly. Like if the flat like one time uh, Dave DeMarco, occasional guest host, he actually calculated this out. If the Flash were running fast enough to do this, he would be traveling at such a ridiculous speed that it would probably set the atmosphere of the Earth on fire. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I now it's very cool. the The idea that the Flash could do that is very, very cool. But in the in the moment, you're reading it and you're like, "Okay, hold on, hold on." <laughs> right. It's that's so ridiculous. Right, and you get to um, a point with the character, and I think this is the point of power leveling, and in you can really write a character into a corner where now, okay, the flash has evacuated 620,000 people before yeah. a nuclear bomb went off. Why does anybody die anywhere? Why ever? Right. Yeah. And if they do, well, yeah, you know what, flash? Well, and, like your fault, bro. And it's like, <laughs> it's and totally look, your fault. And it's not, a, it's not only that, but like, why isn't every super, why, why aren't most supervillains immediately shut down before they're a threat? Yes. Uh, that's that's kind of the Kingdom Come Flash, right? The Kingdom Come right. Flash was like he never stops. He's moving so fast at all times that yeah. you can't even see him straight. He, he's vibrating. You right. can't. Like, and and that's just like it, it's the Superman conundrum. If you were really as powerful and as moral as Superman, you would feel terrible ever stopping to do anything for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, that is the problem with power leveling. And that brings me to my answer, which is another yes. character who has been so grossly overpowered and possibly misunderstood for so long that I never cared about the character. And that is the Scarlet Witch. Mm. And I'm specifically talking about House of M, number seven. House of M was an event where we don't know what happened, but suddenly Magneto- we, I mean, they, they, we know what happened. Um, when it opens, we don't. But oh, when it opens, suddenly yeah, yes, yes. Magneto is in charge of the world. And it looks very different. Mutants run everything. It's kick ass. Yeah. And, and the world's a better place. And like, it's not so great for humanity, but it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. You know, seems pretty good. And slowly it, it is unfolded that Magneto has used his daughter to change reality and rewrite everything. And I'm not even it was saying. Quick, it was Quicksilver, actually. But yes. Yes. Uh, and I'm not even saying that that is the most overpowered part of the story. It's how the story ends. Where Quicksilver dies. Magneto has killed Quicksilver because he's so angry about what happened. And Scarlet Witch, in a rage, turns to her father and says, no more mutants. And effectively erases mutants <laughs> from the Marvel Universe. Except for, More was it 198 or, or something like that? 198, yeah. 198 who are left. And we still don't fully understand why. There's a little thing where we see Doctor Strange like doing a magic Yeah, thing. Doctor Strange did his best to protect and as many as he could. He was like, remember as many as you can to Emma. And she's like, uh, I don't know. There you go. And they save as many as they can. I don't, that's, no. That, that, there's not that scene. Something, but, I, I don't know. But it, No, Doctor Strange, it, Doctor Strange does his finger thing. Right. And saves 198. And so he's clearly casting some sort of something. Right. And 
it is such like the story moment sounds cool when you say like, oh, wow, that's so cool. But then you have to start getting into questions about her powers. And if she's an Avenger, why do the Avengers ever lose any fight ever? Galactus shows up to eat the earth and she goes, no more Galactus. Okay, gone. Or, you know, you know, like Captain America uh, is killed, shot in the back of the head by crossbones, you know, like, no, he's not. There you go. You know, like you just get to this point where her powers are so ridiculous that. Yeah, I mean, like it's it. I just I, I can't care about the character. I like the MCU the way they're doing the Scarlet Witch in the MCU because she's like trying to understand her powers and stuff. And I know people that love her are going to say, well, that's been her story in the Marvel Universe, too. It's too long. It's been going on for too long. Her powers are too ridiculous. And they don't make sense. They don't make any sense. And and I get tired of the, well, that's part of the deal, though. She's messing with reality. And when you mess with reality, there's, you know, a price that has to be paid. Well, then just mess with it again until you get it right. Who cares? (laughs) You know, you're messing with reality. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, all right, look, that that kind of gets into a problem with all superpowered characters. Like you can't, you can't put realistic expectations on unreal things, right? Like you can't, you can't really expect Superman to never stop. You can't really expect the flash to defeat every foe. And like that, that's where suspension of disbelief comes in. And, and I agree that they stretch it. Right. But I also agree, but I also, my counterpoint to what you were saying is that the Scarlet Witch has never been in control. I agree. Of that level of power. Like anytime she's done anything on that level, it's been a freaky accident. And that's why somebody probably should have taken Scarlet Witch out back and old yellered her. Yeah. When she was uh, the first time she did this. Yeah. She's way too Um, dangerous to live. And that's actually what House of, uh, that's what House of M is about. Right. Is that the Avengers and the X-Men get together and they're like, we need to decide what we're going to do. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, there's only one thing to do. Right. And some of them are like, get out of town. And some of them are like, um, maybe. Yeah. Like gross, but <laughs> yeah. And right. And, and that's, and you know, that's the story. Right. Um, I, I, I think that the Scarlet Witch's powers are kind of, uh, it's just that, banana, that banana level thing, of power is it's too much. And I, I, and I, I do kind of, I, I do kind of like the idea. I like the idea that like, she couldn't, she can't just do it whenever she wants. Right. Uh, but right. The idea that she can actually change all of reality on a whim is right. maybe a little much. It's, it's just such a, it, it's such a stretch for the character. And, and I, I just don't like, I don't like the character because of it. I like her as a character. I've liked stories she's in. It's specifically her power set that I think has always been completely overpowered and doesn't make any sense and just does what they needed to do for that storyline at the time. Right. Yep. Yep, you're right. I mean, and yeah, again, that's another thing. It's like, how powerful is this character? The answer is how how powerful does the writer need him to right. be? Yeah, it go it go back to the master. Like of the universe. it is pointless. It is pointless for it has always been pointless for us to argue. Can the Juggernaut beat the Hulk? Right. Can Thor beat the Hulk? Sure. Can Captain Depend, America beat the Hulk? Depends the story. Because the answer to all of those questions is yes. Right. The, and also no. <laughs> right. 
It's Schrodinger's question. It's Schrodinger's Hulk, right? right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and he goes back to take it back to He Man. And there's those episodes where he had trouble pulling a tree out of the ground, and then there were episodes where he literally lifted Gray Skull up over his head. You know, right? It's like, <laughs> and, like, and like, how and, strong were you on Tuesday when you had trouble with the tree? And hey, to like, how you want to tell me now? <laughs> you want to tell you want to tell me He Man is that strong? That's fine, right? I have questions about how buildings work <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's a whole different that's story. Not like. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how brick and mortar structures right. work, my friend. Right. Those times when like Colossus would lift a car up by the fender and the car is just like so well it's, built. It's fine. The car right. is just so like well the, built that it's just perfectly the, intact in the air. The, the <laughs> bolt, the bolts holding that fender, right. the shitty bolts holding that fender to the car. Yeah. He doesn't rip the fender off. He lifts the whole damn car up. You know, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a different thing though. And oh, I did. I did think of a good, I did think of a fun, uh, this isn't actually power loving leveling. This is more in response to your. Uh, wild claim in the chat earlier. Uh, first of all, you spoke for both of us when you said that we hate uh, we as an organization hate secondary mutations. We do. That's a hundred. No, question. I would I would say that that is mostly true. And then you defied us to come up with a good example of a yes. secondary mutation. My answer to that is Emma Frost. I think it's dumb. Emma Frost turning into diamond is cool. It's, it's cool. Dumb. It's, it's cool. cool. If you want to have Does a character, make, if you want to have a character look, that has that power, that power is cool. It doesn't make sense for Emma to just suddenly I'm start not doing saying it. that it makes sense for a telepath to have that as yeah, a secondary mutation. It's dumb. But it is cool. It's a cool power. I don't I don't disagree. It just doesn't make sense. It's I dumb. mean, it's a secondary mutation. I That's cool. Secondary Sorry, mutations. Bro. Oh, to go back to what Brian was saying about the X-Men. I don't think that that level of like what Gold Balls is doing is a power leveling thing. Because one of the things that they're doing in the X-Men is writing them working together combining their powers that's true that's true except things. and it can be they, ridiculous like it's but terraforming uh, but mars except, <laughs> for example except what they said at the beginning it's not just that it's that they said at the beginning when they introduced the resurrection protocols it's that they discovered that gold balls balls were eggs which Oh, I thought they made them. Eggs no, like no. they were eggs. They were like, we discovered that they were eggs. And then Proteus you, was able to turn the eggs into viable embryos. Oh, and then okay. we injected the embryos full of DNA. Okay. It's like, your power <laughs> is to make. To lay eggs. Eggs. Lay eggs. Let's call eggs it. Of, e eggs of what? You know, egg stuff. You know. Before Proteus gets to them. Yolks. What's in them? Yolks and whites. Eggs. Jelly beans? Like <laughs> no. at Easter? No. Eggs. Like uh, come out of a chicken. No, I like to think that they're like the plastic eggs that no. you get out of a vending machine. I like to think you crack them open, you can make a delicious omelet. I don't want to think about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about gold balls. Being I want to eat the eggs that come out of gold balls, but <laughs> why hasn't gold balls solved world hunger? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Good question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I, yeah, it's like, no, they're eggs. That's dumb. Uh, sorry. That's yeah. bit, that's dumb and weird. You want to tell me Proteus is actually turning them into eggs. Fine. He'll, he'll just, he'll reality. That's fine. You could yeah. have just led with that. Don't tell me that you at first discovered they were eggs. Cause that is weird. Yeah kind of weird yeah and it's very easy just and proteus is another of those characters who like i don't like your mutant power to alter reality i don't like that 
It's, well, I mean, powers just, that can't be easily defined are... Um, shouldn't be mutant powers. Mutant powers they're are... They're problematic. I can shoot a laser out of my eyes. I can I can. I have heal. fins. I have right, fins. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are mutant powers. Not like, I think of... I wish something and it comes true. That's not a mutant power. That's weird magic. You know, it's weird. Like, I, I'll say, like, I will I will go up to the point of, uh, for mental powers, I'll go up to the point of stuff like mind control or telepathy or telekinesis. Sure. Because those are things you can make an argument for. The brain does it, yeah. But what I don't necessarily think is something that can be explained if we're if we're going by the map bomb rules of mutant powers. I have the mutant ability to, t- to control the flow of time. Yeah. Mm. But uh, mm. what about the human body? Yeah, it's like it has anything to do with the flow of time, right? That's just it. you know, uh, like it's it's. Uh, they, but you know what? What about the human body? Uh, has the ability to open apertures to a dimension of pure force energy that yeah, it spills I, out of your eyeball. Uh, yeah, so I mean, right. if we're 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 we're, arguing, we're splitting weird hairs, but that's here, also but dumb. They should have just said he absorbs power from the sun and he shoots it out of his fucking head. Right, like havoc. <laughs> yeah. You know, havoc. <laughs> havoc absorbs it from right. cosmic energy. Cyclops absorbs it from the sun. I feel like this is another uh, question of the week: good and bad mutant powers. Let's discuss. But we're not doing well, that question this I mean, week. Uh, yeah, let's put that one in the back burner and let's introduce our new question of the week. It's a fun, you but it's fun to it's fun to argue about this stuff. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like, like that was the joy. That was why we started this podcast. That is why because I want this to is use that for another question of the week. <laughs> yeah, to talk uh, about. That, like that's why this is the fun we used to have at the comic book store that we try to recreate here. But our new question of the week comes courtesy of Wooly Toots. He posed the question last week. We thought it was a good one, and we wanted to save it. Name a former comic creator, living or dead. The, the caveat is that they're no longer making comics. Okay. That deserves more recognition for their work in the industry. Love so it. for however long they were there, what artist, or what comic creator, writer, artist, whatever, deserves more recognition for what they did? I love it. I love it too. That's a great one. All right. We'll talk about it next week right here on Cover to Cover. Again, no review show this week because I'm out of town, but we will have Cover to Cover next Saturday. So we'll see you right here. Same THN time, same THN channel. Thank you for everybody that played along today. It's always good to talk to you nerds. I would love to talk to more of you. Please feel free to join Damon us. Damon Chan, anyway, you, you were can. there. You were Damon Chan, I don't want to shame you, bro. Oh, stop shaming but you were there. him. You were in stop. the you were in the chat the entire time. Yeah. You could have called. Betty's not left there the next mail. week, Joe. <laughs> right? Haven't heard from the man you in literally David years. Chan. You threatened babies' lives. I mean, like today was a rough day for Joe. Patton. Hip keeps. He's like a. He's like a. <laughs> he's like an absentee father who only pays child support. All right, all right. I mean, thanks for paying your child support, Damon. But it'd be nice to, to hear from here. you once in a while. Enough of you. My name is Matt Bomb. I love you, Damon. My name is Joe Patrick, and this is the Two Headed Nerd. Signing off.